Hello and welcome to the Mixed Air Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper with our returning guest and former host, Malcolm. So let's jump into it with uh, our social media plugs and uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Mix Era Rap P-O-D. You can follow us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. Check us out on those platforms. We are very, very active on those platforms. So for tonight's show, all right, so we're going to jump into it with our man Gunna and his new project, DS Forever or Drip Season Forever. And here we go with one of the songs that we thought was noteworthy. Turn me up. Turn me up, up Pete. Uh-huh. Putting us in the paddock in my piece. I'm pushing Pete. Cop new hammers for my piece. We don't want no peace. Got a spot in cross spot. Jeff for peace. Drop the data, now we plot. Inside the peace. She not a lesbian for peace. She turned lesbian. Push a Pete. I'm pushing Pete. On capital P, I write the president, count president, push P. Portuguese on her knees. All right, and that was Pusha P featuring our man Young Thug. So let's jump into it. Fellas, my first question on this project is I'm going to jump out the window on this one, but your thoughts on the features? I'm surprised that I like Kodak Black's feature. I'm not a big Kodak Black fan, but I have been, you know, kind of looking at blogs or websites or whatever to try to see the new music that was out or coming out. And it's, and it was like a lot of people were showing a lot of, a lot of love to Kodak Black and it's beyond me. Never really been a fan or never really could kind of grasp his music. But then I'm listening to his verse on here and I was just like, uh, I could kind of buy into the hype. I mean, granted it was just one verse, but I was shocked that uh, I, I did like that. I don't, I, I hate when people do, I hate when artists have features just to make it a selling point because if your feature outshines you, it takes away from the album for me. And it, it you know, he had the big names. He had the Kodak, Thug, Future, Drake, Chris Brown, T Herbo, Lil Baby, and everyone outshined him. So, I mean, it you know, it's good that you can you can get these big names though, but if you're not gonna really compete with the big names, it was kind of like a waste of time. Yeah, that's what's up, Kev. Uh, for me, man, I I thought that a lot of the features outshine Gunna on this. Surprisingly, uh, I enjoyed uh, Twenty One Savage on the uh, thought I was a plan. I enjoyed. Uh, G Herbo, man, G Herbo on his track, on that track, uh, I don't care, IDK, that bitch was uh, was was fire to me. And uh, Young Blue, I thought he did his thing on Die Alone, as well as the baby did his thing. So th- that that's my two cents. Uh, Reaper, your thoughts on the features for DS Forever? Man, I'm cool on all of the features. Really, I mean. You know, kind of the 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 Atlanta people that's out right now, people that are probably his homeboys in real life. You know, the young thugs, the futures, the whatever, whatever is the the usual suspects. Let's say that I actually didn't, well, even more than didn't mind. I actually liked the Chloe sample on "You and Me." I actually liked that, and um, it was slightly different from a lot of the other tracks. So, but yeah, all of the other future. Features are just you going soft on us. You going real soft, yeah. man. <laughs> I mean, yes, you right over there. It was yes. a slow track. Yes, he, uh. he asked me about the uh, features, and that pretty much the only feature that stood out. The other features are just kind of like I said, usual suspects. It wasn't a club banger. You enjoyed it, mm. <laughs> man. <laughs> so. We gonna, you know, I can predict what's gonna happen next. We're gonna talk about production. So I'll just jump into that. It has, again, typical trap producers, you know, Wheezy, Wheezy out of here, and Mike Will made it, came back from the dead on this one. Metro, uh, Southside, Turbo. But I feel like, and y'all can uh, jump in after this, I feel like all of the beat for him to pick the quote-unquote top trap producers, Turbo, you know, Wheezy, Mike Will, Metro, I feel like he 
picked all the throwaway beats from all of those producers. I feel like he didn't get a top Metro Boomin track or a top Mike Will Made It track or a top Turbo track. Just kind of like the the beats that they made, you know, on a Wednesday afternoon because they was bored and he just got a whole album of those. All right. So we appreciate uh, Reaper with his two cents. You know how Reaper does it. Rough, rugged and raw. And uh, let's jump into it with uh, the youngest in charge. Malcolm, your thoughts on uh, Gunna's DS Forever features. Drip season forever was not uh, the uh, drip season four was not it. It was not the what I thought it was going to be. I'm uh, Gunna used to be my favorite artist. Used to. I uh, got a keyword there. I just don't like how he's straight away from his original sound and like flow. I mean, it's good to hear him and hear him produce music and be successful, get more fame and notoriety. But I just don't feel like this album was, was what a lot of the Gunna fans were expecting. But I mean, they're going to still rock, rock with him. So, um, you know, it was all in all, it was a good album. I mean, it was a it was a a mid level album, so it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, but it was just average. Had some good songs on there, but overall, it was average to me. But did any of the features stand out to you? I mean, I'm waiting on I'm, until I hear the Drake Gunna song. Uh, no. All right, appreciate that. So no feature stood out for uh, Malcolm. Let's move on to producers and. Uh, uh, Reaper already put his two cents in, so we'll jump in with Kev. Kev, your thoughts on the production of DS Drip Season Forever? They were, eh, I mean, it just, I don't know. It just, the vibe, it was like the like like Reaper, Reaper said it best. It felt like a lot of throwaway tracks, and he just rapped on them. And, and the weird thing is, uh, I kind of enjoyed the vibe of the album, but yeah, the beats weren't like, Nothing spectacular, nothing different, nothing to be like, oh, man, you know, this was great or he should stick with this. It, it just sounds like more the same of, I mean, what you hear on the radio or what a lot of other popular artists are doing. So it's kind of like, you know, what's next? It's still like a what's next. I mean, you know, we say that a lot with younger artists and it's kind of hard not to keep saying what's next or when you're going to expand or grow or even, well, I don't want to blame younger artists, these producers who make these trap or drill beats or whatever you want to call it. It's like, it's time to grow, grow from this. It's go in another direction, use other chords or bass lines or speed it up or something. I mean, it's just, I don't know. A lot of it just felt more the same. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Kev. For me, man, I'm telling you, when I looked at the uh, list of who was on here, I, you know, Reaper said it best. These were some of the best producers in the game right now, and it seemed like they gave them nothing but a bunch of uh, throwaway tracks. So, you know, it is what it is. I did appreciate a few of the cuts on there. The production on on uh, a lot of cake, I thought that production was very good. Uh, the the track with the Chloe's on there, that was a nice sample that I thought was enjoyable. And also uh, IDK That Bitch with uh, G Herbo. I thought the production was on, uh, was on point with that uh, track as well. But overall, it was uh, it was average quite average for a guy who I thought was headed in the, in the, towards the stratosphere. I thought he would be able to compete in, in, you know, with this project and maybe his next one will put him in real competition with some of the best artists out there. But, you know, everybody has competition. I mean, what, I mean, when when you say competition, like, are you saying he's could be compete with the A listers or he could compete with the B listers? I'm saying that thug brought was bringing him along so that he could be, the next, you know, Thug is competing with the A-listers and he was bringing Gunna along to be the one to compete for the next generation. But that's like an unfair comparison to put all that pressure on him. And he's... Once Gunna came out with um, his previous album, Wanna, I feel as though he was um, taking his steps out of, I guess, the the up-and-coming uh, rap star to okay, now it's Okay, he's a name, a staple name in the in, in the rap industry. He did a lot of marketing behind one of a lot of promotion when went, went behind the prior to coming out. 
even had a action figure doll, et cetera. It had a lot of things that just made it very marketable for him and getting his name more exposure. Um, so I think that I would put him he is there a minus? <laughs> like can we do like a lower tier A? Because he's not at the level of young thug because young thug is has years in the game but little baby he is a list he's the a plus a list of all a list right now so i don't feel like he's far from little baby when you're talking about um gunner, gunner? yes who he's far he's not he's not he's not gunner but you but that but you but that, but, that, but you're saying that gunner is better than thug no he with little baby. Got to listen here. I said that Young Thug is un, un, undoubtedly A-list due to his years in the rap industry and the game, his his connections, etc. Little baby, he may not have that long in the game, but he is the best rap, not the best rapper, but popular opinion says that Little Baby is the number one A-list rapper right now. There are other people that are on his on his tiers, like 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 Drake. Etc. But I'm saying Gun is not far from Lil Baby. That's why I was saying that. I mean, you may we can say that he's not A list, but he's uh, I don't know if he's who's B list. You got to name a B list artist. That's how I feel like Gunna. Other than Gunna, in your opinion, you guys are using A's and B's. I wasn't using that. I'm using the next generation. So right now we know Thug Drake. That is the current leaders in the in the, in the school of hip-hop right now those are the guys right now little baby is there with them but when i'm talking about next generation i'm talking about little dirk gonna uh uh the baby uh that level those guys are next in line to be the man those guys uh uh, uh nba young boy uh um 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 well let, well let me ask this then let me ask this you may okay well let me ask this out of out of out of the next up, who has a strong chance of actually jumping into that top tier and actually competing in the top tier? NBA young boy. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only reason the only reason I could probably agree with young boy is because his albums always do well. His albums always do well. He has the pull. He, you're talking about for some reason. I don't understand. I don't understand why, but every time he puts out music, it it's record sales, like record views. Excuse me, not sales because we're not selling. Right. But record views and streams every time. It's it's like I I don't. So I I feel as though if his fan base is that loyal, then. There's no reason why if he changes a few things and I mean, but process why he can't. I mean, just like someone said earlier, Gunner has all these Atlanta connections, and and I almost feel like he should be bigger than what he is now, but he's not. So I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure I can see him as competing with. I don't think he can compete with Dirk right now. To be honest with you. I don't. I think that's yeah. I don't think he can either. It's because he hasn't had enough features and enough staple songs that have like got a lot of playtime. Little baby has. It's because he's booty. It's because the music sucks. <laughs> like, and why do people support him? Okay, 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 okay. Why do people support him? Look, I've I've let y'all go long enough. Y'all keep that same energy. Nobody has acknowledged this album has too many songs on. It's got 19 tracks. All 19 of the tracks sound the same. They're all sleepy trap music. I don't think there's any song faster than 65 BPM. Like, Can you compare it to one of the previous album? There's, look, look, there's, and no disrespect to Gunna, there is no Gunna project that deserves above, above three out of five stars. None. Zero. They all sound bad, all of them. I don't, you know what? We was just talking about this the other day, small tangent, but I was talking hip hop with somebody and they said, could you name one artist that gets hype but doesn't deserve the hype or you can't understand why people like them? The first person I said was gonna, the first person. I've never, and 
Again, no disrespect to you, Malcolm. I've never heard anybody in my life say Gunner's my favorite artist because it's not true. Honestly, and again, no disrespect to you, Malcolm. If somebody told me Gunner was their favorite artist, everything they said after that sentence, I would have to take with a grain of salt because this man Gunner is booty. I'm finished. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the young man is booty. I'm I'm gonna say that he he's man he's booty cheeks, bro. Come on, come on. Tell me. Like, again, again, y'all, keep that same energy. Tell me that you actually would put on any of those songs on this album in your car or in the club or or just outside of reviewing this record. Yes, there's... We're not talking about you, Malcolm. He's going viral for one of his songs. We're not talking about you, Malcolm, because you've already said you're a fan. I'm talking to Kev and, and uh, Be Wise. Okay, okay, all right. All right, for me, I'm telling you, off this, again, I, I, I've heard his other tracks his other projects they're a, a, a step better than this one i think that this is a solid effort but i'm not gonna say it's uh uh you know it's definitely not anything to, that's going to be played over in, in within the next six months it's going to be heard over the next few weeks and that's it but as far as the club is concerned i was definitely thinking about putting in, in the rotation um what was that joint um uh, again, I like Living Wild, and I, I saw the video for it as well. I thought the visuals visuals were good, and if I was doing a visual set, I would definitely play it in the visual set. That's what I would give you as far as club-wise is concerned. It depends on where I'm playing. If I'm playing just you know regular music, no, I would not put one of his songs in my in my uh, my playlist. But as far as uh, if I was doing a visual set where I had videos going on in the background, definitely would do... Uh, living wild. I thought that that was a really nice. But again, I'm not saying that he's booty. I'm just saying that this particular project is booty. <laughs> is come on, man. I, I, let, let me say this. I personally, I I was able to listen to one to the end. You know, I you know I wasn't in really in the mood to listen to it. Say, you know, we said, hey, let's discuss this, and then I listened to it. And I'm like, okay, I don't feel. I don't feel like I wasted my time. I'll say that. It, it wasn't that bad to me. That's a very backhanded compliment. I don't feel like I wasted my time. Wow. Come on, man. Well, let me say this, though. The, uh, the only problem I really had with it was the content. It was like every song was sex, 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 sex. And I'm just like, you obviously didn't listen to his previous album, you all, which was had songs dedicated to the premise uh, around sex and uh drugs use so um not the greatest content i mean but that's fine malcolm but but what i'm saying you can't you can only get away with grading an artist on their report card for so much it's only worth so many points we're today we're talking about ds forever we're talking about the 19 songs on this record he could have made his last album could have been illmatic it don't matter we're talking about this record and this record is not good. It's not good, man. I'm just I was just making a point that he's continued the same same uh vibe. You know, he was talking about sex in the last album, he's talking about sex in this album. Yeah, and I mean I I feel that there are young artists aren't really changing. That's what you stated prior to this 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 uh, segment. I mean, but I don't know if you need to what, what? I mean, will he, will he ever stray from that vibe though? But I don't know if you even need to stray from that because think Uncle Luke, think Tiger, like his Tiger's, you know, the resurrection of Tiger since he dropped Taste a couple of years ago. He make a lot of sex rhymes, a lot of dirty, you know, stripper records. But that's what he make. That's his lane. And that's fine. But every song that he makes doesn't have to sound exactly the same. He can do upbeat stuff. He can do slow stuff. He's got a stronger delivery. It sounds like it sounds like not only the beats were throwaway beats, but on some of the songs, Gunner's delivery is like, man, I don't even like this. I'm just rapping because, just because, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hold it up, though. It was one song where, where he said, um, I hit Mercedes in the Mercedes, and I had to stop because I was laughing so hard because that was that's something you would always point out. <laughs> man, I, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, I felt like I heard this before, but it, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was... It wasn't bad to me, and maybe because that that vibe I was in at the moment, it, I, I was able to get through it. So I'm not familiar with any of this other stuff, so I can't really compare. But I'll say, I mean, I just think 
Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I, I'll say this. Like you said, you said, would I put this on a playlist? Anything? Probably not. But if if I'm in the car and the radio's on and a song from this album came on the radio, I'm probably I probably wouldn't change the station because granted it had a lot of sexual content in it. If if my daughter was in the car, my youngest daughter, yeah, it's it's definitely getting changed though. But if I'm in the car by myself, <laughs> I'll let it play. I mean, like, you know. You know, just like you were saying, the Chloe song. I mean, it was very slow. Um, it has a it has a, a sample that we, you know, a very famous sample, and it's okay. I mean, it's not that bad, but I'm not searching for anything on this DS4 or whatever. And I just, I just wish, like, okay, if you had monotone sounding beats or a lot of the same beats from the same producer, that you would just really come with it with the energy. Like, I know people, not everybody's a fan of Takeshi 69 but, you know, his voice, his delivery, that was the first thing, because the first track I heard was Gummo, and that beat is, yeah, it's kind of whatever, you know, super kind of remedial, anybody could make it, you know, using FL Studio for a couple of weeks. But when he gets on there, pop these, like, Willie, you were silly, and it's like, who is this dude? He got so much energy. If Gunna came like that, it would sound like a completely different album. And then on the flip side, if he wants to rap monotone like 21 Savage or Guru, rest in peace, Guru, that's fine. But pick some beats that's got hard drops, memorable choruses, something like that. It's just you can't be monotone with your raps and have monotone beats that's slow, that's sound throwaway and have it be 19 songs. Are you out of your mind? Come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all not giving me that. Y'all making me sound like I'm just going ham on this, man. Y'all not keeping that same energy that y'all have. No. Okay. Okay. No, 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 no. No one is saying that. No one is saying it's, no one is saying you're wrong. And I'm not going to sit here and disagree and say this album was great. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying it was, it wasn't that bad. I mean, compared to compared to a lot of stuff we've listened to in the past year, or a lot of stuff that's out there, this album ain't that bad. If we're, if if I'm going to compare it to what's out there now, this album is not that bad. All right, can you can you tell me two things that's not bad about it? Because I just talked about the beats and the flow and the length. What's not bad about? I think that my my personal opinion is I think that Gunna and Thug should only do music together. Um, I think they had like one or two songs on here. Um, they had a good back and forth and they kind of, uh, oh gosh, I can't think of what song. I think it was the third song where they were kind of, it was somewhat upbeat, but they was going to back and forth. And I was like, I really like this and, and it sounded good. And I think that's a good change of pace and a good sound for them. And I would rather see them do more albums together, you know, rapping together. It was the fourth track, Mop, and you are correct on that. And I got to jump in and just say that again. I, no one, no one is saying that uh, uh, Reaper's opinion is far, far off base. What I think everyone is saying is that there were enough tracks off of this particular project to say it was average compared to what's been put out over the last year. Going into the, this early in the new year, where there's not that many super great projects that have been put out i mean this is average this is a this is a a album that's going to make the charts this is an album that's going to stream well and that that has to be accounted for regardless to the repetitive beats we're in the age of repetitive beats we're in the age of producers really you know sending it from their 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 you know sending their beats in from the islands because it's not a big deal. People will eat whatever they feed them. You know, not to, not to disrespect Gunna or nothing, but I will be shocked if this place within the top two, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't doubt what you're saying is true. I'm not saying that this is a number one album type deal. What I am saying is consistently he's going to get enough streams to go, you know, gold, start knocking at the door, platinum, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Like Marco made a good point about young boy. Like young boy has this incredible fan base. Does Gunner's fan base, is it going to push him to that point that he can 
have a top five or have a top three album in me in this day and age. And I mean, yes, I I, I don't I'm not familiar with Gunna enough to really kind of speak on where he charts a place at or, you know, where he might land at as far as status goes. I mean, only thing I can really say is he's not a top tier rapper of today, but, you know, he has this friendship with Thug, with Thug, so that helps him. But but what about his fan base? I mean, is his fan base is going to encourage him to kind of step out of this zone that he's in? Or are they still going to support stuff like this, what he just put out? Time will tell. Time will tell. Gunna, Gunna is the new, is going to be, future is, is still here, but he is is not the the future on top like he used to be. Gunna is going to be the, the new future. How dare you? I mean, you can. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, because I've got a rebuttal. Go ahead. Because I don't feel like y'all, nobody complains about Future and his sound, even though he has better production than Gunna. Future is the same Future as as all. For, for, he's been the same person throughout. For some reason, everyone, he, nobody's challenged him with his, 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 let's not, I'm not even going to talk about that because we're, that's not, I'm talking about hip hop and comparing that's real hip hop and today's hip hop is not the same. So I'm not even going to try to compare it, but future is kind of with better production argue. I feel like that's, that's not, that's not a bad point. It is a solid point. That's why I don't think anybody is going to wait, 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 no, 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 no. Nah, man. Nah, you cannot have that one. <laughs> future is very foundational. No, wait, hold on. I got. I'm sorry. I got to give respect to Future though. Future, uh, he got on his own. He had it. Was, it was no. It was no. Uh, it was him and DJ Esco. So it was no. It was no. Um, Young Thug picking him up out of nowhere and, and putting him on, and eventually Young Thug, you know, back. I mean, YSL came back. Wait, I'm gonna. Reaper's going to say his point. But to say future, to say Gunner is future with better production is a solid point. I said future is Gunner with better. I'm not saying Gunner is future. Future is Gunner. He has the better production. Gunner does not have the better production. Gunner's production is. Future, I'm going to tell you this. Content-wise, content-wise, they're very similar content-wise. Now, of course, but. I'm talking about the long run, the entire career. What what future? Gunna is played on the radio every time he releases an album. Ever since he's taken off, he's well liked in the the today's rap uh, community, and he's going to continue to be played on the radio and continue to be streamed. So I don't see why if he stays consistent with his music and. Possibly makes future is way more entertaining than Gunner. Oh, of course, way more entertaining. It's it's not even close. Yeah, but that's all up. Nobody cares about the outfit. No, we're not talking about the outfits though. Don't nobody care about that stuff. We're talking about the music. Y'all don't understand. We're talking about the music. Gunner is the he has. They call that drip. It don't matter, man. We're talking about the music, man. Him using his his whatever funds or him being endorsed by or have sponsorships to wear that that expensive luxury clothing. That is. It may look foolish, but that is all part of the scheme that is around. Not scheme, but that's the the gunna. I guess that's a part of him and his image they call they say it's his the drip god or drip some but the fans been frying him over the past couple of months man have you seen these outfits he been wearing yeah i've I've got no issue with that yeah i've got no issue with that with that stuff i'm talking about the music i don't care what he looked like he could no he no kevin brought that up and you do gotta care about the outfits because there are people that will see them crazy ass outfits and be like i don't want to listen to his music yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm 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 saying let's put that down. We talking about the music. You know, everybody talked about how crazy Dennis Rodman dressed and how blah blah blah, but he was still or still is one of the best basketball players of all the time. That stuff don't matter. I'm talking about the music. What I'm saying is this this future comparison is not even close cuz Future does have some sleepy delivery tracks, but Future can bring that energy when he need to or when he want to. Future got 
a ton of certified bangers. DS2 is one of the top, I don't know, I'd go out and say top 10 or 15 albums from 2010 to 2020. DS2 is crazy. Gunna don't have that. Not even not even close. He don't have one project that's tight all the way through. I, I, I agree with that. I'm going to throw this two cent out there and then we're going to tie this up in a bow after listening to another one of the songs we thought was notable. And that is the song that was released at midnight uh, yesterday. P Power featuring Drake is at number four on the charts for hot rap songs. Because of Gunna, because of Drake. Drop the bomb. Oh, no, it's definitely because of Drake. So, man, don't even give me that, man. I don't want like we we going to be all right if we put Drake on every hook. Like, come on, man. Drake is a cheat code. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. Definitely is a cheat code. We all know that. I'm just saying that because of that cheat code, this project will do well. He's going to make his money off of this project. The record companies are going to make their money off this project based on the features, based on where music is today. So with that being said, I, I really enjoyed the, the the debate back and forth. I think we made some decent points. I think the listeners will truly uh, uh, get something out of what we tried to give them. But uh, we're going to tie this up in a bow after we listen to this next piece of uh, work here. So we're going into another song that we like from the project. And here we go. I'm gonna wanna fuck her too. She'll catch up on the AR, how you did that? Track out, lift up when you take off, how you did that? You put switches on all your bleakies, how you did that? Your LV bed turned to a legit, how you did that? I seen that duck turn to a Louis, how you did that? That look like a brand new booty, how you did that? You got face stones in love with a washer, how you did that? You hear some skeletons in your closet, why you did that? All right. And that was how you do that featuring uh, Kodak Black. We're going to finish this off, fellas, with let everybody get it off their chest, you know, the real way and uh, give their stream or no stream on this project. And we got to start with the (laughs) who we know is going to come with the most fire on this particular uh, 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 project. And that's Reaper. Reaper, your thoughts and stream or no stream on Gunna's uh, project DS Forever or Drip Season Forever. Now, you know, I don't just want to become the guy known as just just giving hot takes for the sake of giving hot takes. Like, don't misconstrue this. But again, I've said all I need to say, man. Like, the album is monotone throughout. There's a lot of sameness in the flow, this sleepy flow, sleepy rap, uh, recycled trap beat. It's almost like, it's almost like he just, you know, like if you jump on YouTube and type in Gunna type beat or Metro Boomin type beat, it's like he did that for 19 songs and just got 19 generic throwaway trap sounds from some up and coming trap producer that live in the middle of America or maybe don't even live in America, live outside of the United States. And they're just trying to create their best rendition of the trap sound, man. And uh, with that being said, man, no stream. Take it off Spotify. Put it in a blender. I'm cool. I'm cool. Don't stream it. All right. Moving on to my thoughts. For me, uh, I I am going to say that if you are in the trap beats, if you're into the Atlanta sound, this is right in your pocket. This is right in the vibe. This is a vibe for you. You will take something from this album and enjoy it it has enough tracks that you're gonna skip a few you're gonna skip probably a lot because like reaper said it's way too many songs on this project but i think it had close to seven maybe eight songs that were listenable and uh if that's a word (laughs) that i enjoyed and uh was okay with definitely a lot of it sounds the same uh, I thought that the features were were worthwhile and the sample with Chloe and them was definitely worthwhile. And uh, I'm going to give it a stream for those heads who enjoy trap beats. All right. So let's move on to uh, our anchor man, Kev. Kev, your thoughts on uh, a stream or no stream and your thoughts on DS for life, drip season for D- DS forever, drip season forever by Gunna. It's, it's just weird for me to kind of rate this because, like I said, I enjoyed it. 
it wasn't that bad to me. I'm 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 I probably not gonna listen to it again. Um, but I don't wanna say it's not a a stream or no stream. <laughs> it's a, it's a no stream for me. It's a no stream for me, but I'm not saying it's a bad album. Um, like you said, if if you enjoy uh, a lot of the Atlanta artists or the younger artist vibe, then you'll enjoy this. I mean, it has all the the features of all the you know guys that's making this stuff. Twenty One and Kodak and Thug and, and whoever, whoever, and Future. So that's a plus, but I mean, if you want something different, then you know, don't even push play on this. But that that doesn't you come on, man. That don't even matter. That's what I'm saying. It's it's just weird. Like I don't want to. Ah, it's it's just weird. I enjoyed it, but I'm not gonna listen to it again. I, I was leaving it at that. You said I enjoyed it, but I'm not gonna listen to it again. But listen to it if you like trap beats. But don't if you want something different. Come on, man. Yes or no? I just said no stream. I said no stream for me. Okay. Okay. The answer is no, you guys. Move on. I'm not going to listen to it again. Malcolm, what's up? All right. That's what's up. We're going to let Malcolm anchor this joint. Uh, your final thoughts, uh, Malcolm, and stream or no stream on Gunners Project, DS Forever or Drip Season Forever? No stream. I wasn't going to listen to it unless my friends like didn't say anything. They continued to, to, to say stuff, so I listened to it. Um, it's not really worth your time. I wouldn't have listened to it if I wasn't uh, told that it was worthwhile to listen to. So, very disappointed. And there you have it. <laughs> I was the only one with the stream. And that was our review and stream or no stream of Gunner's Project DS or Drip Season Forever. All right, so now we're going to move into our old school artist review. And this was brought to us by uh, Reaper. And uh, we're going to do an old school review of our man, Cool Mo D. And here's one of the songs I thought was notable because this is my dude from my era. And here we go. I go to like a doctor when I you got to like the way I operate. I make miracles happen just for rapping. I'm so lyrically potent and I'm blue and exploding on the scene. Mean, I got the potential to make it go that chill. I got the credentials that that's the we said chill to make a rhyme and chill. Then you know I will fulfill. Make a couple of mil as I build a guild for all the rappers to skill and kill the weak rappers and no frill. Hang him in effigy, if he's a sucker, hang him to the left of me, cause my right hand man is my mic stand and the microphone that I own and my game plan is keep it at a steady pace. Ain't no reason to rush, it ain't no race, I'ma hit the top just when I wanna, and it's a matter of time and I'm gonna. Alright, and that was I Go to Work by our man Kumo D, and I'ma jump in with this and just uh, throw this question out there. From his era. Where do you place him in your top five from his era? Not all, not all time, just from the early 80s through the late 80s and into the early 90s. Where do you place Kumo D on your top? You can't put him in the 90s, though, man. He's like good 82 to maybe 88. But he still had projects in 1991. Yeah, but OK. <laughs> OK. I, again, I, I understand that those projects may not have been as good as his projects from the 80s. But that's what I'm saying, though. His prime was like, I mean, like recording wise, maybe his prime was like, what, 85 to 88, like 82 to 85. You could say uh, uh, what group was he in? Um, gosh, he was in a group and I can't think of the name of him, but I don't know. All right. So we're going to say 82 to what? 91. OK. Yes. 82 to 91. 82 91. Oh, top five? Oh, that's kind of hard, man. That's kind of hard. If we just if you just say 82 to like 87, I would say he's number five. But when you add those other four years, it knocks him down some. But that's not to dismiss, you know, his his accomplishments. Um, I think he is a forgotten legend. And, and and I always wonder because you know I've I've had a lot of conversations with like some older cats from New York and you know they kind of, they 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 gave me the history of the people they was big fans of so you know 
you hear how, you know, Mo D was like this feared MC when no one wanted to battle him and people was afraid to diss him because they knew Mo D was going to come right back at him. And, you know, that's this part of this, his history that, that some people say is urban legend or some people just don't believe or is rarely talked about. But, you know, he was, I'm like, he really was like a battle rapper. Like he made battle raps on wax which was really unheard of even in the early 80s so i don't know man it's like i said it's if if that 10 year period he's might be number eight i'll put him at eight (laughs) that's one thing about our panel people they are going to give it to you as raw as possible i mean you got that's not to take nothing away from modito i'm not it's it's just he still gets his love because of his uh crush he the way he crushed busy b but you gotta look at you gotta look at the guys that was there though like you know if he never battled ll i think he would have been a bigger star i think that's what hurt him right since he was on the 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 business end of a a full clip from ll cool j does that not make him the Ja Rule to LL Cool J's 50 Cent? He shouldn't have touched LL. He should have left LL alone. That was a battle he was never going to win. He could never... He, it doesn't matter what he would have said against LL. He was going to lose that battle regardless because of because of the age difference, I think. Yeah, so you guys weren't there that time frame. At least not... That wasn't your time frame. I'm not saying you don't... You got to understand that LL was definitely... Uh, a, a star, but it was. But he was young. But I know, but it wasn't like Modi wasn't a star as well. I'm telling you, Modi was riding high off of the the Busy B this um, mixtape. It was, the, I mean, well, taped at the at the club. He was riding high off that, and the group he was a part of was the Treacherous Three. Treacherous Three, yeah. His yeah. album was was a good album for that era. That it was, it sold well. They were being talked about. Treacherous Three were being talked about on the same level as Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. That's how you know that time frame. I'm not saying it lasted the test of time because obviously it didn't, or we would know their name like we know Grandmaster Flash's and the Fierce Five's name. But for that time frame, the early '80s, those people, you know, the Treacherous Three were being talked about. They were in movies. It was a thing, you know. And Modi was in Crush Groove. You know, Modi was talked about heavy. He was just the biggest star at LL, and no one could have predicted that LL would have bodied him the way he did. But LL didn't have to body him. All LL had to do was say something. No, you're you're talking uh, from the folklore LL. You're not talking from the LL that only had two projects out at that time. But he had two hits out at the time, though. He was a bigger star than Modi. No, no, he wasn't. Not not in the eyes of people who were listening to hip-hop at that time. Modi was... But you're comparing New York... You're comparing New York to the rest of the country. LL was... One, he was a heartthrob. He had the girls. Modi never had the girls. Never. Modi... Cool Modi made rap albums. For the head. LL, you could actually say LL was making these borderline rap pop albums, even with the first album radio. But it had never been done before, so it wasn't looked at that. But he, every, but he had two, three singles. That was that. For the first album, he had two, three singles. The second album, he had two, three singles. I was on the radio. The, the from his first album, the only song that people were really talking about was "I Need a Radio." That was the one that the heads was like, "Man, he came hard on that." The rest of the album was okay. It wasn't like the heads were like, oh, man, this dude is no joke. Dude, they were still talking about, uh, uh, um, uh, what, is, what is it? I'm sorry, Cool cool G Rap. And he was getting ready to put out a project. The ladies loved Cool James. But that was the ladies. We're talking about the heads and where the, resp- why, why I'm, the reason I'm. This- Rock the Bells. Rock the Bells was second album. And again, That's the first album. I'm looking at it right now. Like the bells and I need a uh, uh, I, I can't live without my radio was on the first album. I sound and I need a beat. Okay, 
I don't. Know. That's first album. I when when the lady started loving LL was when I need love came out. That joint took him to the stratosphere. But again, no one thought at that time that there was no reason to believe that he was bigger than Kumo D at that time. I'm telling you, no one. Dougie Fresh, uh, uh, those guys were all right there. You know, Dougie Fresh had done Crush Groove with the, I mean, with the the Christmas rap. They were all thought of as pretty hot. Run DMC was all of those guys were still thought of fairly equal. And then, but but, but you gave but you gave the time period to the early nineties. I say if you just stopped it at eighty seven, my I'd have probably had a different opinion. But from eighty seven, like to ninety one, that changed his status. I understand, but I try to. I did exclude his last project, which was in 94. So at least I gave him the, the, the four projects that he did that were within a decent time frame. His first project, Cool Mo D, was 1986. His next one that had a notable song from it that made the charts from uh, Funk Funk Wisdom was from 91. I can't not take that away. If I take that away, that only gives him three projects, you know. It's hard to to. But what was on those other ones? Can you honestly say you know a song past "How You Like Me Now"? I just played without looking. Without looking, I just played one. I go to work. Oh, I didn't even know that was on after. High. <laughs> I'm telling. And that wasn't a good album, though. The Kumo D album wasn't a good album. Are oh, you talking about the Funk Funk Wisdom album? Man, listen, <laughs> I don't know that. Listen. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just again, I just I just came in on this based on the fact that at that time no one was ahead of no one at that point. People separated themselves like throughout the time trip time period, but at no at no because But you said top five though of that time period of that ten year period, you said it was a top five. Because if you're talking about popularity wise no, but your, that wasn't your question, though. Your question was top five between 82 to 91. Yes, and you dropped him below five, and I, I just don't know how many people would drop him below five. I think most- After 87, I think a lot of people would drop him below five. <laughs> uh, I got to look at knowledge. Well, okay, so, okay, so, okay, your placement then. From 82 to 91, your placement. I put him at five. At number five, all day, five, four, five, all day. What, 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 what? Who was above him then? KRS One, uh, Rakim, LL Cool J. You could even throw in. Uh, I know Slick Root was eighty nine. Um, um, you could throw in. I'm just trying to think. There's so many people you can throw in there, but he's four or five. He's right there. Cool G Rap, um, solo. I'm trying to do solo artists. But you- but you you put a question out there and you and you can't give four good answers and, and it's kind of like they put him at I'm having a problem not putting him at four. You put him at eight. I, yes, I can give you eight. Give me eight ahead of him between those times. Rock him, Big Daddy Kane, KRS One. You go Kane. That's my four. There you go. You right. That's four. Still put him at five. Keep going. Well, Rock him, Kane, KRS One. I put Heavy D over him. LL. I need two more. Cause you're on the borderline with that heavy D joint. I'm telling you, uh, heavy D was nowhere near as popular as uh Modi during the eighties into ninety one. Man, in the late eighties, man, it was a different story, man. Modi got more popular in the nineties than he did in the eighties. I'm telling you, that Mr. Big stuff that he was doing in the late eighties, they weren't he, he did okay, but nobody was feeling that. Will Smith was doing better than um than Heavy D. Okay. I'll put him at six. <laughs> Okay, so he he doesn't make the list again. No worries, that's fine. <laughs> now we can check in with the youngest in charge. Your thoughts on Kumo D and that era of rap? In my opinion, you know, I after listening to you all, I I had to adjust the heavy D in my list as well. Um, did not know he was not as popular as um, Kumo D, but um, I'm gonna say he's on my list. After looking at all for, for, for the top artists at that time, he's, I believe he's number f- six, either number six or number seven in my head. That's where I'll rank him. Cause you got, you got, I got a few artists. I just can't mute, move from my top five down. 
LL, Ice Cube. All right, give me those artists. Don't ask the young, don't ask the young man to give you artists from the eighties. That's unfair. I don't think so. I think you're about to be surprised. Um, I'm gonna put Curtis Blow. Sorry, I don't. I he's just just a legend. Uh, who else was it? I had um. Let me do Slick Rick. That was six. I don't think that was. Hey, that's enough there. That's six. You got him at six there. That's legitimate. I just like to throw out there that uh, Heavy D's album that sold the most was Peaceful Journey, and that wasn't until 1991. Living Life. Okay, okay. You made your point. Well, I did not sell that well. You made your point. I'll uh, give you that. Let's so, let us finish this one off. Um, but look, let's say this. Oh, yeah, Kev. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I don't really have, you know, I made my, uh, my comment about him getting torched by LL Cool J. And I feel like uh, <laughs> I Go to Work is a jam. I kind of wish somebody would remake I Go to Work because people really don't even rap that fast anymore. Um, I Go to Work is a jam. How You Like Me Now is cool. But like Kev said, can you honestly just start spouting off Cool Mo D tracks like that? Not really. I feel like his lasting legacy, especially from a, a, a retrospect, if you weren't there, like B.Y. said, is him just getting torched by LL Cool J. And as a result of that, LL Cool J, even, uh, you know, Malcolm Slid, Ice Cube in there, which is still 80s. Like that NWA record was like 88, 89. So, or Slick Rick or Rakim or, you know, whoever else was at the time. I feel like Kumo D falls below all of them because do any of those other artists – the Rakims and the et cetera's of the eighties have a blip on their report card, you know, like the getting torched by LL Cool J. They don't not of that. Well, no, MC Chan does, you know, cause he got torched by oh, Karen. Don't do this. Dude. Don't do this. T- no, 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 no. We're talking about look. No, but again, but, it, but true, but true, but yes, but again, and that's why, and that's why nobody talks about MC Shan because he got torched by KRS One. Look, let's let's say this. Let's say this. MC Shan was nice at his time. Absolutely. Okay. And this is this is no distant MC Shan, but MC Shan was a early '80s rapper. And did the did the beef hurt him with uh, KRS One? Yes, it hurt him. It hurt his career, and that was it for him. So you can't even compare. Mo D to Shan because Shan didn't have how I many hits did Shan have out, outside of New York? But, but what I'm saying is anybody almost for real out of rap history with the exception of like Jay-Z and Nas, once they get torched by somebody, that's kind of it for them. Like history yeah. always remembers that. So what I'm saying is if Cool Mo D hadn't gotten, you know, torched Perhaps he would be higher on this list, but all of those other people don't have that same blip on their report card. Well, let me say this. I think that the topic of Kumo D kind of really came up because of, you know, recently it came out about um the 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 rap or the MC report card he made in the eighties. And then I think it was the source that asked him to do one again for the nineties. And a lot of newer fans are really kind of discovering it and it's bringing a lot of intrigue into um into the game today because i mean in all honesty you can agree or disagree with his ratings or his grading scale the categories that he he gave i think was spot on and and i kind of wish that was the 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 bar that we used to grade MCs or rappers or whatever you want to say it within the game today because I mean you know really kind of looking over it I'm like I like these categories that he graded these people on because it makes a lot of sense about what a good rapper should be and how we should judge you know rappers just overall so you know shout out to Kumo D for that because you know until recently someone whoever discovered it shout out to that person because you know like no one really talked about Modi, but now he has this he has his attention on him. He's doing interviews now. And it's a great thing to see that this legend who 
but it, it, it but it, I'm I appreciate the fact that he's able to get his shine today for something that no one else really thought to do and it was an original idea it was an original concept and it was brave for him to um you know give this marks or his opinion on his contemporaries and it didn't seem like a diss if if, if i make if, if that makes sense to anybody no it definitely does yeah so yeah you know and and, and i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I think he should be celebrated for his music. And I'm not saying he didn't have a lot of good songs, but he didn't have a lot of like hits compared to the the mega stars of the 80s. You know, yes, Rakim was a hardcore rapper, but Rakim had some bangers, though, man. And if you want to say if it was because of Eric B's production, OK, but they were still bangers. <laughs> they was just bangers. And we can't really say, you know, like outside of like, you know, New York and that lore, it's, I don't know, some of that kind of held him back a little bit. But I can appreciate the fact he was brave enough to do this report card and that, and I hope that, you know, him getting this attention on this thing that he did, it kind of creates more, more attention. And it, 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 I, hopefully we can expand on it, you know, um, I mean, you know, we should do one. I mean, if y'all up for everybody, you know, pick a few artists of the day and we we grade them and and based on the criteria that he gave on it, that report card, we kind of go from there. That sounds like a winner. That's something we definitely should get into for next week's episode and uh, look out for our report card. And what era you guys think we should start with? 2000s, 2010s? I mean, I think it makes the most sense to just do people that's out right now. Earlier, we were talking about Gunna and Thug, you know, the Futures, the Drakes, the people that's rocking right now. Just bring something that came from the 80s and adapt it into a current concept. All right. That's what's up. So you will hear our report card next week on our picks for the top artist of this era. And we'll be using that grading scale, his grade scale, because I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the categories he gave. All right, that's what's up. Uh, let's jump into um, saying our goodbyes for the evening. I really appreciate us, you know, giving a nod to Kumo D, D who doesn't get the love that he should. You know, Kumo D was the man, uh, you know, in my era, those first three albums, I'm telling you, 86, 87, and 89, he was he was the man and not only was he the man and i know he lost the battle but you guys don't understand how exciting it was because again they couldn't come out like nowadays that you know go in the studio and put something out the next day and let it stream it wasn't like that back then so we literally had to wait for a period of time for the rebuttal on stuff you know so ll puts his project out and it's like man that joint was super super hot and then you get to be excited for another you know several months until uh kumo d puts his project out and i think you guys missed how beautiful that was it was really really exciting to see that because again we were my generation is the generation that missed the Busy B, we weren't old enough to go to the clubs when Kumo D uh, torched Busy B. And he torched uh, Love Bug Starsky, uh, God rest the dead, uh, rest in power, Love Bug Starsky. You know, so I, again, gentlemen, I really appreciate you uh, showing a little love to uh, one of our old school artists. We definitely try to do this as much as we can so that some of the younger uh, listeners can uh, get an understanding of why some of these artists were important in their day. All right. So, uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate you all. Uh, you can check us out on social media, uh, Instagram. You can check us out at Mix Era Rap Pod. Again, that's Mix Era Rap P-O-D. And you can check us out on on Twitter at Mix Era Rap. Again, that's Mix Era Rap. Uh, Reaper, tell them, oh, please, let me tell you. Y'all, if y'all hadn't heard Reaper's uh, New Year's uh, or last year's um, mix, it is straight fire. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he put that many songs into that short period of time, but he is the man for that. So, Reaper, tell them where they can follow you on social media. Well, first of all, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know how I do it either. I told you, it's just my style, just playing real fast. Just go, go, go. But um, Instagram, Twitter, 
WeChat if you're rocking with that. Uh, Mixcloud if you're in the DJ mixes at the 313 kid. T H E 313 K I D. That's Mixcloud, not SoundCloud. Yes, please remember that because the old man here was looking for him on SoundCloud and he's on MixCloud. And you know what, Reaper, with your permission, we're going to play some of your mix next week on the show after we do the report card. Uh, that's tight with me. All right. That's what's up. Again, thank you all so much for listening. We out of here. Peace. Peace.